right. I've hijacked the podcast here. <laughs> hey, everybody. Alvin Yeager here from Mulligans and Hackers, and we're here with Roger from the Pitch, Putt, and Puff podcast out of upstate New York. How you doing, pal? Good, man. How are you? Man, I'm good. Thanks for yeah. coming on. I really appreciate yeah. your time. I know your time is valuable, and I appreciate you coming on and do, having a few words with us. No, this is awesome. Great opportunity. Really excited about it. So, pal, um, do you have a history in golf? So, my background is of golf has been about six years. So, I was always a football, baseball, basketball guy growing up. Um, always traveled sports, this and that. So didn't really, golf is a time-consuming sport to get good at it. So I didn't really have the time playing all the other sports. Um, when I was in high school, two of my really good friends, they they loved the golf. Their father's golf. They were out there all the time. So I would go out with those guys. And by the second or third hole, I'm just cracking the beers and having a good time because I'm shooting. I'm already like 15 strokes deep by two or three holes. It's not even enjoyable at that point. And these guys are straight down the fairway. I'm looking in the woods. So that was in probably late high school years um and then i didn't i kept going like with men's leagues and basketball and, and football and stuff as i got older um but it came to the point where i can't keep up with these young 18 19 year old kids running around on a basketball court anymore so what am i going to do now so to keep that competitive nature i really jumped into the golf um it was frustrating for me to see guys out there who i knew i was a better athlete than like on a football field or something but they're killing me on a golf course and i just call it the bug um, it's been about seven years. This will be my seventh year playing golf. Um, I really, I caught, like I said, I caught the bug, um, started going to like local par threes just to kind of not make a fool of myself and hold everybody up and, and that. And then, uh, there's a couple smaller, like nine hole, normal size courses. Um, so I started going to those once I started building up a little confidence. The biggest thing with me though, was baseball. I was a lefty. I had no lefty golf clubs, not too many lefties. So I it took me a good year just to figure out how to swing the club right-handed. And it kind of helped in certain ways because it didn't core. Like I still have the baseball grip, but I don't like, I don't lock my fingers and stuff like that, but I, I still feel like I can control the club because of my baseball experience. Um, but yeah, I caught the bug. I got out there. I played four to five days a week on, on regular during the, the spring season. So that can't come soon enough this yeah, winter. Right. I'm itching to get out. Yeah. Itching to get out there, but yeah, I caught the bug bad and then just got into it playing like two or three days a week. And then became a member of my local course. So I, in Troy, New York, just outside of Albany, Freer Park. Um, and then from there, I just got a good reputation with all the workers, the, the course manager and stuff like that. So anytime I need a tea time, it's just kind of, go ahead, Rod, you're out there. So they take really good care of me, which is very much appreciated. That's cool, man. So seven years in the golf kind of correlates a little bit to us because we're only, this is like our fourth year in golf. And here we are, we have a podcast and we're doing social media stuff. So the Pitch, Putt, and Puff podcast. Now we we can generalize where the puff comes from and what that correlates to. But uh, so here you are. So where does yeah. the podcast idea come from? So the podcast idea, I always wanted to do a podcast. I, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts from, I mean, comedians to sports to a little bit of everything. Uh, I don't even listen to the radio anymore. It's just like hop in my car, I click a podcast. And I wanted to go down a route. But I didn't know like what I was going to do, what I was going to talk about. So what the pitch, putt, and puff is, um, Sundays, we have I have eight guys, eight to 12 guys, depending on the, the time slots for tea time allowment. And we're out there. We're having a good time. We're 
taking a couple puffs, we're plotting, we're pitching, you know, the whole nine yards. And it's the same eight guys every week. So we throw up a couple bucks. Um, we go out there, we play our round. At the end of the round, everybody comes in. We pick a card. So I have like kings, ace, queen, jack, whatever. And everybody picks. So whoever you match up with, there's no handicaps involved. So I have guys, I have 70-year-old guys who play from the senior tees, but he still shoots mid-80s. I have guys who just starting out. It doesn't matter. Like whoever wants to play, like we don't, whatever you want to do, we don't care if you shoot 120, whatever. Obviously the guy who shoots 120, we hope he gets paired up with the guy who's shooting a 72. So that way it kind of evens out for everybody else. Um, So we took that and then I just started doing that. It was the same eight guys, eight guys every week. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast on this. I was in my garage one day. <clears throat> I started literally recording into my phone and I started talking. I broke down every single one of the guys that we play with. Um, broke down their strengths and their weaknesses, their personalities, trying to just let it ride. And I sent it to the guys just to see what they think. I didn't publish it anywhere or do anything like that. And a couple of the guys were like, Rod, that sounds really good. Like you're pretty much spot on with the way we play and this and that. So I had one of my buddies, um, my buddy, Bob, I was like, Bob, come co-host this with me, man. I need help. I can't sit here and talk to myself into a microphone. It's just, you get 10 minutes out of it. Then you feel like you're just rambling on. So he came and jumped on with me for a little bit. Um, and then we started getting it rolling. But as of recently, it's really starting to get going. I had my buddy JR. Bob, unfortunately, is dealing with some family health uh, family health issues. So he had to take a step back. So I took a slight pause there. But now I have my buddy JR helping out. And then I'm getting guests out of the eight guys to come hop on with us. I'm also getting like local businesses um, with the puff. Obviously, it's cannabis involved. And um, I got a local dispensary sponsoring us now. So slowly building. Just joined a network, um, Golfer Gang Network. So it's part of it's a branch off of the Fan First Sports Network. So hopefully that that builds up a little bit, and gets me some more advertisement and networking, and that's really all I've been doing with it is networking, like reaching out to you a few weeks ago. Hey, you guys want to jump on the podcast? Like what you guys do, and it's and your guys are the same. I was listening to a few of your podcasts, like you Dude, said, this, you played, it's it's it, the parallels, the parallels of what I see with you guys and and how you describe that and what where what we do is is almost the same trajectory right because yep. we have a we have a season we kind of do a fedex cup style season so like we have our pals and and we go out and we have our scheduled days where the crew goes to the golf course we play and there's no handicaps because we're all kind of the same type of golfers there's a couple guys right. that kind of don't take it as seriously as some of us do but from year one when we started playing and we were shooting we play at our par 66 um so and we're shooting you know high 80s low 90s to get to get wins to this year right. like we're shooting you know chris a couple times shot like plus three to get to w so oh, wow. you could you could see over those over the years as you know guys like myself chris clark um we spend a lot of time at the driving range I and mean, we don't have any lessons and we have no background in golf all we do is hit balls yep. and we hit a lot of balls and oh. uh, um i see the parallels of, of what you guys do now and, and what we do and that's there's a lot of that out there. And, do you, you know, right. in your social media circle, you see other groups out there doing the same type of thing? Yep, absolutely. I, um, there's a guy out in Los Angeles. He, uh, very similar thing. He's got like 120-something members of what he does. But this guy's out there. I see him posting every day that he's playing a tournament or, or he's got, you know, 10 guys from the group out or 12 guys from the group out, and they're just playing like a skins match or whatever, just out there having a good time. That's It, it makes it a lot easier, too, like, you got you got a group of guys out there. Hey, you got a free day off. Hey, you got someone to. You're not just calling one person. Hey, can you play today? And then you get stuck playing with a local, you know, random at the course. But when you got like the group of guys, I'm to the point where now I can call 
12, 15 guys, hey, you want to go play today and probably get a foursome out of that out of that group. Yeah, I'll sure. take off. Nice out. Let's go. And it makes it more fun playing with the same. Enemy. Okay, and playing with your pals, right? I mean, when I approached our friends with this idea of playing and doing tournaments, I mean, we play for, you know, you know, uh, trophies and jackets and, and you know, all the things yeah, that, cool. all the I things like that, that, you know, all the things that social media likes, right? Like, um, you know, we have a, a la the masters. We have a jacket for our season ending tournament championship two day tournament, right? And the winner mm-hmm. gets the jacket and we have our, the, the jug for, which represents the, you know, the, the, the British open. And we have our, um, season ending FedEx cup style trophy, which is a big, big trophy. Um, you know, when you play all season for this shit and, and, you know, we put up the points on social media, who's, who's where, and, uh, you know, Chris is a younger guy. He's, he's probably a decade or so younger than I am. And, you know, he's a good athlete, coaches, coaches volleyball at a high level. And that's why he's not here today. Cause he's off on a, at a volleyball tournament. I think he's going to Vegas next week with his volleyball club. Um, Bring and he's going to play some golf. He's going to play some golf yeah. in Vegas and, um, uh, We'll get some video up for that for sure. But uh, now, I was watching a couple of videos. Now, does Chris use uh, reverse grip? He does because he he, okay. he was kind of in your exact same boat because he's a lefty and uh-huh. he could only find righty clubs, and that's how he learned how to swing was was uh, left hand wow. low. And that's amazing. that bastard can he's his bulk his contact is out oh. of this world. I seen it because I was watching scrolling through some of your videos, and I'm like, wait a second backwards right now and i was watching it didn't and it didn't look awkward when he was swinging so if you go back and this so this is how i i kind of articulate chris because again he 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 beats us all a lot because he puts the time and effort in and his putting there's a video on our instagram if you go look at him his putting um he's top putter of our crew and that's where he wins a lot of a lot of our events is is on the green man because the guy is something else putting um but from season one and I, I articulated a swing in season one when we were, when we started this as to a um, full body seizure is what the swing looked like. <laughs> it was it was it was, it didn't look pretty at all. But right. here we are in in season three, and he has that left hand low grip, and yeah, it. Um, I mean, he can hit his six iron when he when he makes contact. He's a you know he can put a two hundred yards with six iron, just wow. absolutely flush that shit. He, again, he's. 10, 15 yards further on every club than, than I am. And I, I'm not a long ball hitter, but, you know, watching his contact and watching the ball come off his club after three years, it's, it's kind of impressive for a left-handed low swinger. Sure. That's, that's when I seen it, I was like, wow, I had never seen that before. It's so different. And yeah. He gets, he gets a lot of comments on that is like, you know, cause again, people that we play with that we say we've never played with, we get up on the tee box and they're like, what the hell is this? And then he hits yeah. the ball. It's like, holy shit. Right. It's like, that, yeah. yeah. You know, so we're all pulling out driver and Chris is pulling out like, you know, a hybrid, right? Wow. And and he's he's further off the tee box than most of us. And even oh, some yeah. of the people we're paired with and they're like, you hit the ball that far with that grip? And he's like, yeah, just, just. – and as he works on it, because, again, there is nobody in our crew that spends more time on the drive, driving range and the putting green than that guy because that guy is mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of a freak when it comes to competition. And even amongst his friends, it's like right. when he plays, he plays the win. And it doesn't matter if we're playing for stupid trophies for our league or if he's, you know, if he's coaching it up at a volleyball tournament. It's like, you know, it's 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 go time. And he he wants yeah. to win. So, you know, all the power to him. He, uh, awesome, so, and as, as as our golf journey continues here, like, so we've both joined the Alberta Golf Tour this year, which is an amateur tour. And it's kind of like the next step in in us growing our golf game. 
Yep. We're going to go because we had Leah from the Alberta Golf Tour a few podcasts ago because I wanted to get kind of a little bit of insight on in what we're getting into because we've never played any tournament golf other than maybe a few scrambles or whatever. So we right. kind of want to get wanted to get the inside of like, you know, we don't want to embarrass ourselves when we get here. But they have okay. flights. They have flights in this amateur tour. So we'll be playing mm-hmm. within our handicap. So I'm really looking forward to that type of experience too, right? This is so funny because I literally, like three episodes for me, I had our local New York or uh, Golf Week New York amateur tour guys on. And it's the same exact thing. You're flighted per handicap and everything else. And they do travel and it's the mm-hmm. same thing. You qualify. You, you, I think you go to like <clears throat> four to six events and you qualify to be able to go down to South Carolina to play at like Hilton Head, which is obviously the state, the capital of golf world down there. But yeah, it's, it, we're correlating a lot, even with the, the work, like the Chris doing the practice and keep practicing. I got a guy, Fairway Mike. We call him Fairway Mike. He's 70 years old. You, your tea time's at 9 a.m. Well, 6.30. He's bringing the, the starter breakfast. He's going over. <laughs> to the There's an open field. He's chipping. He's putting. And you'll see him on the practice green for an hour and a half before we get out there. Does it correlate to the course? Not always. But he's out there practicing and working on it every day. You bet, so, man. It's, it's, it's the focus. And so that's kind of where I see myself, too. Like, you know, when I'm 70, I still want to be doing this. And this is kind of why we started this. Because now, like, you know, the family is up, moved on. Wife has a career. I have a full time job, and yeah. so what's your what's your what do you focus on for, you know, at, at things that interest you and what and get you motivated for you know years to come? Well, I'm going to play golf until I can't. Right, right, right. So this sport now is this, and I mean, as you see the clubs over. Like I am so invested in this sport now that uh, this this social media stuff that we do is just part of the other side of golf right it's almost like we're documenting our journey um yeah because like like you said we're all starting at pretty much the same same level so it's it's fun to look back on videos that you had from three four years ago where your swing was horrendous like me my swing was it's backswing is super fast i i had everybody you got to slow your swing down you got to slow your swing down i'm one of those guys i'm pride i don't want to take lessons i just want to figure it out on my own because i feel like at this point a lesson is just going to mess me up even more and like there was a stretch over this past summer i couldn't get off the tee and my one buddy just goes, Raj, please slow down for me. And this is kind of the guy who took the time to teach me how to golf the right way. Put your hands like this. Your approach shots, you know, you should be using this club, that club kind of thing. So he's like, please just slow it down for me. And I slowly, like, from that point on, slowed my momentum down in my backswing. And it made, I hate to give the kid credit for it, but it made the biggest difference in the world. And I was going from 240 to 270, 280 off the tee with the driver, which I was like, this is a big difference. Now I'm not using a nine iron. I'm using my pitching wedge. I'm more comfortable with from 120 out. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You see that you see the, the incremental growths in, in small parts of your game. Same thing. So, uh, it's funny. Um, my nickname is fairway finder. That's, that's my oh, no, nickname. Yeah. So, so, cause I'll find the fairway, you know, 16, 16 times around, right? Like, it just, I did, and I never hit the ball far because I was at 240, kind of in that 240 yard range as well, right? But this year, yep. um, I don't know you've probably seen some of our videos on. We there's this hole number six on our golf course, and it's kind of a dog leg right elevated. Um, the eagle and, hole, you guys go for? Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I hit that green six times this year, like half a dozen times. Whereas before, yeah. I could only I could only hit my driver up to the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we're on the driving range, working on things, and I, uh, you know, and again, watching YouTube videos, which you know, Rick Shields says don't do. But um, I, I, I focused more on lifting the ball off the tee instead of swinging hard. So you're getting that 
the, the ball in the air a lot longer. And man, I, I noticed a huge difference in, in distance off the tee box when just, you know, just you have your same arc, but you're just trying to lift the ball off the tee, not hammer through the ball. And boy, I, I tell you, full line drive where it's digging yeah, in the dirt. Or yeah, yeah. I, I hit, I hit greens. I hit 17, which again, you know, not a lot of us do. I hit 17 this year. Again, I hit number six half a dozen times this year. I was hitting greens that I I couldn't even fathom, even last year, getting close to. So you see those incremental growths in your game. I just wish I could get on. So my first nickname is Fairway Finder, and my other nickname is uh, Dead Putt. So, oh, boy. You know, uh, yeah. When I get on the green, it's uh, it's um, it's an adventure, let's just say. And, again, I don't spend as much time at that maybe as I should. Again, it's something to focus on. Like when we get, when winter's over here now in Southern Alberta, because uh, it's been a little nasty the last little while, but, mm. um, you know, when I get out on that putting green, there's going to be a little more focus on putting this year. I still haven't found a putter though. Uh, Roger, I don't know. We'll get in, we'll get into what's in the bag, what you use and stuff here in a bit, but, um, I still haven't found a putter that when I look over the aesthetics part of it that I like to look down at and I like yeah. in my hands. And I've gone through even in the last three years, pal. I mean, I've got, I've got a dozen putters here in the room right now. Odyssey, yeah. you know, it's just, and I and I cycle through them. And and Chris said it best a few podcasts ago. Um, when I change putter, when I change a putter, I putt well for a while, and then I start to fall off again. And then when I switch back to another putter, I putt well. So, and I think it's a it's a lot of it's focus. So when I put a new putter in the bag, I'm focusing more on on my putting stroke and my line right. and. And my mind wanders and, and strays over time. And then when I when I put another putter in the bag, I focus again at the beginning and I wonder. So I I'm going to work on that mental part of the putting this year a, a lot because we're oh. changing we're changing courses this year too. We're going from that from a very small par 66 now to a to a legit par 72, um, where some some events have been played here in town. So, um, you know, the game we're going to have to. It's going to take us a while to translate that that game playing at like a shorter course with only one par five to a par 72. Right. We've played this course quite a few times in the last few years. And, and the more we play it, the less intimidating it gets to me. So I'm really interested to see how that translates this year, how my game from last year and starting off this year translates to that bigger course, par 72. Mm -hmm. That's so, what like with me, that's similar to what I did because like I said earlier, I started the par three and then I went up to like a smaller par four course, a nine hole course. But when you get to a course like where you guys are currently playing with the smaller ones, it, it really is just to build your confidence in your swing and what you're doing. It's to have the confidence, okay, this is my club from 120 yards out. This is my 150 club. This is my 160 club. And you, once you get the confidence of that, I really feel like, especially when you play competitive, like when you're in a tournament style or playing in like a, a league or something, it, the competitive nature is like, all right, I'm not going to, you know, I'm 200 yards out. Yeah, I could hit a hybrid or whatever up to the green. But why don't I play this smart and maybe lay it up a little short and then have a nice little chip or whatever the case may be. You really start the mental game of that really comes. And the putt and like the place I play, Freer Park, the, we have a guest on all the time. My first question to him is when they play there, what's the hardest greens? And everybody comes back with, with Freer Park. Um, there's some known courses around here, like uh, near Turning Stone, the casino out in the Syracuse, Verona area. Those greens are known to be really fast. With the place we play, you could get to the green and two on every hole, but there's not many holes you're not going to two or three putt. So, like, that's where people, the, where we play, that the strokes come in. So, I always try to tell them just, you ever watch the Mighty Your Hockey guy, probably way up in Canada, Mighty Ducks, when mm -hmm. they're smacking the egg at the coach? Just don't break the egg. Just don't break the egg when you're putting. Keep your motion nice and smooth. Like, that's my first tip. Like, 
my nephew played with us last year. He's putting and he's hitting it so hard. I'm like, buddy, pretend this is an egg and you don't want to crack it. All of a sudden, he's leaving it within a hula hoop around the hole and make it a little easier second putt for himself. So, I mean, I'm no coach by any means. I'm out here just swinging, hoping for the best most of the time anyway. But those are little things like that. Yeah, especially when you play competitive, it really adjusts your game and, and your style of play as well. So, like, I think when you guys play in this core, it's really going to lock your focus in. It's good. You're even going to get more dedicated to the game. It's crazy. Well, that's, that's, yeah, no, I, you know, the first time we go and, and, and participate in, in a, in a, in a tour event, you know, and like Leah said, she goes, it's the whole deal. Like the flags are there, the sign intents there. You got to do your scorecards just like, just like the pros do, right? Sign, sign your opponent's card and shit like that. I'm like, I don't think it's going to be intimidating so much there, but like, you don't want to go in and just play shitty, but I'm notorious. You don't for, yeah. Yeah, like I'm notorious for, if I go play a course for the first time, I play particularly bad. Now there was a, there was a little bit of an anomaly in that last year when we went and played desert bloom here. Cause we've none of, well, a couple of us have played it a couple of times, but my first time there, uh, I shot an 89. So I broke 90 playing this and it's one of the harder courses in town. So I was yeah. really impressed with that. Right. But notoriously I'm, if I go play a course for the first time, I don't play well. So all these courses we're going to go play on, you know, we're hoping to make at least a couple of events this year. Um, yep. You know, a couple separate times. It, it, it'd be great if we did, we got to get at least one in, we got to go and make our, make our debut. Make yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, but I'm notorious and it, there's really a mental part of the game comes in. It's like, I'm not, I know I don't play well at new courses and I got to get that mentality out and just play the shots that are offered to me. Right. And again, the next step in the mental game is, is coming here this year. I, I, I'm pretty sure I can feel it already. The mental part of this game is going to come this year. Yeah, it just takes time. It really does. It's something that, like, because you're you're worried about so many other things and trying to get better. You're worried about your driver's swing. You're worried about this swing. But it's, it really comes down to the small details, especially, like, who was a Tiger Woods father always said, you know, work your way back from the putting, chipping, and then worry about the driver. So I have a six-year-old daughter who I just got golf clubs for um, this Christmas. And... We went, actually, we have a, at the local mall, we have an indoor glow-in-the-dark mini golf course. And she happened to hit her. She's been mini golfing twice, and she's got two hole-in-ones in mini golf so far. So she's like, Dad, we have the simulators. Dad, hey, can we go maybe next night we go out? Can we go to the simulator and hit the golf balls? Okay, sure. If you're into it, then let's let's do it. I don't want to push it on. I want to let her be natural into it. But, like, I gave her an old set I had, or, like, just little kids' clubs. And, uh... She would be out in the yard and just swinging the club. I'd be doing yard work or something, and she'd swing the club all by herself, and she has a uh, Power Wheels golf cart. She'll hop in it, drive to the ball, hit it again, and I'm just sitting there watching. I'm like, this is great. I don't even have to push her into it. She already loves it. Yeah, man. So, and that's something, you can, that's something you could take if their interest stays in it. That's something you and her can take for years and years down the road, right? That's yep. that's And, yeah, I bet you that's exciting too, right? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to be able to take her out at, like, 5, 6 o'clock at night to play a quick couple holes. And, like, I'll just bounce around to whatever holes open, let her putt a little bit and all that. But something to do with the kid off. Something yeah, man. that's the, that's what it's all about. I golf with uh, uh, my daughter as well, my youngest one. She she likes golf as well, and those are those are really good times, man. Yeah, the memories. It's all about gonna just for the memories. Yeah, yeah. So, what's coming up for uh, the the pod, man? Like, where do you where what are you looking for down the road here? So the big the big news right now is just signing with the network, the fans first uh, golfer gang network. Um, that's really exciting because it's really it's going to give us a chance to be monetized. Um, something I've been working on. I've, I've had some small things going, but nothing that's really going to make noise. 
Um, so with this, it's going to just really give me the access to have different guests on that I probably wouldn't be accessible to. Um, and then the monetization value of it, like I'm not looking to be a millionaire off a podcast and I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan or anything like that. I do this for fun. Like I can yeah, get yeah. less on if I get paid or not. I've been doing it for a year or so, not paid anyway, you know? So three years for like, us and there's no money in this. I mean, we get yeah. some perks. I'll say, say we get some perks, but, sure, uh, sure. but yeah, there's no money flowing here right now. Yeah, so like what my plan is to um, really just invest everything we do make right back into the podcast for to sure. Be able to upgrade equipment, obviously first and foremost, um, and just the little things, and then I want to start doing like reviews on the local golf courses. Um, so we have, I guess I'll drop this announcement here. I got a tournament coming up um, in July. It's going to be we're going to call it the um, the Cannabis Open. So I have a couple local. Um, I guess they're growers, seed, they deal with the seed department of it and all that because cannabis just became legalized in, in New York uh, about a year and a half ago. And there's dispensaries popping up in every town all over the place. So I went to the local dispensary by the, the golf course, got hooked up there. But we're gonna do we're gonna do a big tournament in July. We're looking to get about I think we're looking around 85 golfers or so like in the 85 and 90-ish range is our ideal. Um is what we're looking trying to do. We're gonna have live music, we're gonna set up some booths. So me and uh joe from new york auto flower are going to do that details still got to be ironed out um but i think we're looking at like july 15th it's going to be a thursday it's going to be going to be interesting to see how it goes i never planned anything like this i do have some connections in like the business world i work for a beer distributor so it's always good to have all those connections with the local bars and stuff like that so hopefully i can get some sponsorships in there and make it happen man just something different that's all i was trying to do with this whole podcast was be different you know just the name in itself. It's a tongue twister. Everybody was all, dude, it's a tongue twister. Hard to say, but you remember it once you say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. You hear it and they remember it. So that's kind of really all it was is to get going. Um, I'm really looking forward to this year is getting an extra tea time because I have guys, like I have the eight guys. It's uh, it's the, like literally eight regular guys, a couple guys from my Friday league, and then just a couple buddies who play every weekend with us. And the funny thing is it all started during COVID when uh, – we couldn't we couldn't take cards out and stuff. So we ended up going, it was towards the end of the year, me and a couple of buddies, we played a Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, walked 18 both days. And I was like, let's just keep scoring, make this a tournament round. And then my one buddy does the thing with the pole and the cards on the fourth of July. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna combine the bolt. So I just took the aspect of each one, put it together, and then made the pitch. So I'm just looking to get more tea times, looking to grow podcast i mean that's really my biggest thing i want to get a little bit no, more notoriety um and that's the thing i heard you was talking about i'm sorry i don't remember the, the last game but like helping each other out you know expand the podcast getting the open networking with with everybody else um and really just helping each other out like uh, i had a guest on uh acorn hills he's a college kid with a clothing brand trying to help him promote sort of them uh, do online stuff if everybody's looking for a driver a pitching wedge whatever give him a call that kind of thing just look at the network yeah but like i said i just want to get um expand the podcast get some new guests on get you guys on can't wait for that to happen i don't know you know how far alberta is from upstate new york but probably <laughs> five six hours i'm assuming uh yeah that's a little you ways know. away pal <laughs> longer i don't even know exactly yeah, i figured it was far enough but I think even for the tournament love to get you guys down and and check out but yeah, that's really just, just day by day. I'm taking this thing and see what happens. Yeah, man, that's, that's cool. I, and again, connecting like this is, is kind of what we like to do as well. So 
you know, we, we do a lot of, we do a lot of other podcasts yeah. with other podcasters and, and, and it's just getting that circle going, like, you know, and it just, it opens us up to different viewers, different listeners and, and, and again, but it connects people as well. Right. So, all right, yeah, Bob. Who's the, the what was the Bingo Bongo guy? Bingo Bango Bongo, Brandon. Yeah, he, yeah he's a audio, good. Sorry, his audio. Yeah, he's a, he's a good pal of ours, and we again since we pretty much followed each other since we started this. So, um, so gotcha. All right, let's 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 kind of wrap this up here now. With um, I always like to ask guys what they're playing, what's in the bag. Um, so give us a rundown of of, of what's in the bag. So currently, I actually just purchased um, some irons off of a buddy. I got the M6 Taylor Mates. Love them. Been hitting them real good so far. Um, my favorite club in my bag is my Nike Ignite putter. I will never purchase another putter as long as I play golf, I don't think. I love this thing. I got the touch to it. Um, not cracking the egg like I was saying earlier. It's, it's probably my favorite club in the bag. Um, I got some Cleveland wedges. And then uh, for the driver three wood, I got Taylor Made burner for both. And then the Sim 2 is my hybrid set. Shout out to Fairway Mike for hooking me up with those for my 40th birthday last year. <laughs> yeah, nice. nice. Gift. I had the TaylorMade burners as well. I use the, I go with the TaylorMade R9 driver and 3-wood right now. Um, we could get into the whole Costco mm -hmm. TaylorMade lawsuit thing, but we'll leave that for another episode maybe. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's crazy uh, stuff, man. Well, Roger, buddy, I appreciate you coming on and having a chat with really us. Is. It was really fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anytime you want us to drop on yours and you do a guest podcast where me and Chris, I'll get Chris okay. wrangled and we'll make something happen. Sounds good. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, best of luck to you guys. If anything I can do to help you guys in any way, feel free to give me a shout. Thanks, Roger, man. Appreciate it.